You're listening to Bexer in the Morning, hosted by Spotify. Hello, Americans. This is Jeb Bexer, broadcasting live from Satellite 2. Good morning, folks. Welcome back to Bexer in the Morning. I am your host, Jet Bexer, coming to you live from the comfy confines of Studio 1A, here on Satellite 2. This is the third Sunday at Ordinary Time. Boy, how time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, my voice is still trying to, you know, battle the elements. We're in the middle of wintertime, and we've gone through a deep freeze here in our uh, satellite wing of Studio 1A. Yeah, the weather in Texas uh, isn't as bad as what we're hearing about in our neighbors in Louisiana across the south that are getting rain, freezing rain, with these low Arctic temperatures. But here in, in good old central Texas, we've, we've gotten down into the teens which is, is still a rare event for this part of Texas. It, it rarely gets into the 20s and teens, but it seems to be more routine than not now. But yeah, we, we got down to about 17 degrees with a wind chill of whatever. That's what I call it. You know, you know it's, what's the wind chill? It's like, well, it's, it's whatever. You know, it's, it's colder than what you see on the, you know, on the temperature gauge. Forgot to put on the timer. Pollux, you are just way off your job he's like i don't care you're supposed to start the timer and i'm yeah I'm, if, if i start sniffling in the old blue yeti just reach out and slap my face the allergies are, are here and you know they're going to be here until the end of april at least anyway let's start the timer pollux you know quit looking at me like that don't let's get going start that timer the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, the first reading comes from the book of Jonah, and we'll get right into it. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, saying, Set out for the great city of Nineveh, and announce to it the message that I will tell you. So Jonah made ready and went to Nineveh, according to the Lord's bidding. Now Nineveh was an enormously large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began his journey through the city, and had gone but a single day's walk, announcing, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be destroyed. When the people of Nineveh believed God, they proclaimed a fast, and all of them, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw by their actions how they turned from their evil way, he repented of the evil that he had threatened to do to them. He did not carry it out. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, this is a story from the Old Testament that we don't hear too often from Jonah, the book of Jonah, as he walks through this large city called Nineveh. And apparently they've been doing some pretty pretty bad things. And uh, God's saying, well, you, you don't repent. I'm going to just destroy your city. We've seen this story before in the Bible. I forget the other city's name that he would 
destroy. And uh, I think that's when Peter was, uh, or some, one of the prophets was uh, pressing God over and over. It may have been Isaiah. And he said, what if uh, there were three good people in this city? Will you still destroy it? And God's like, no. What if there was only one? <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and Isaiah wins. I think that was Isaiah. You know, maybe I'm having it wrong, but this is a similar story about Jonah, you know, warning the people of Nineveh that, you know, if you don't straighten your ways and believe what I'm telling you about the salvation of God, uh, your city is going to be destroyed. Not by me, but, you know, God has his way. And the, the theme of this continues uh, in the responsorial psalm, which is Psalm 25, verse 4 and 5, 6 through 7, and 8 and 9. Uh, why didn't they just say th 4 through 9? I don't know. Anyway, the responsorial psalm, Teach me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your ways, O Lord. And moving on to the second reading, we're still with Paul writing his first letter to the Corinthians. And this one is short, but very to the point, just as Paul always has, just as Paul always did with his letters. The reading goes, I tell you, brothers and sisters, the time is running out. From now on, let those having wives act as not having them, those weeping as not weeping, those rejoicing as not rejoicing, those buying as not owning, those using the world as not using it fully. For the world in its present form is passing away. Now that's very linked to the story of Jonah in Nineveh. And the point about Corinth, where these people lived, and we got a little education last Sunday from Father Ed, which I was paying attention he told us that Corinth was a, a big trading post, a very large city on the coast of the Mediterranean. You know, it was part of present-day Greece. And uh, the people of Corinth were pagans, and they worshipped two gods. Uh, they worshipped Poseidon, the god of the sea, and Aphrodite, the god of love. And he said, uh, you know, they had temples to their false gods. And one of the, the temple to Aphrodite the goddess of love was more or less a, a temple where people gathered to have, you know, very unsavory sexual acts, you know, like a brothel, more or less, uh, orgies, you name it. it. It was a place of sin for certain. And uh, that's what uh, St. Paul is warning the Corinthians about. You know, if, uh, if you don't be careful, this world is going to pass away. Your city will be destroyed. You, you will all perish in flames. And uh, we, we know from history that Paul's words were getting through to the Corinthians. And uh, he was able to save many in Corinth, hopefully the whole city. But, you know, he, he couldn't save everybody. But that's the, that's the reason uh, Paul is warning them in Corinth with his letters. And we are warned as well to keep our lives straight. And as we get to, that's what John the Baptist was saying. You know, he echoed the words of the early prophets of Jonah. He, he, he was relaying, you know, repeating those messages that the Jewish people had heard 
for thousands of years before the coming of Christ. So as we move on to the gospel, let's check our timer. Pollux, are we, oh, we're, we're, we're way ahead of time. Okay. The gospel acclamation, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. I feel another burp coming on. I've got some Diet Coke in here, and it's not good timing when you're about to read the gospel. Let me clear my voice. Thank the good Lord for Diet Coke. Caffeine-free. The Gospel according to Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the Gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the Gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They too were in the boat mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat, along with the hired men, and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're seeing Jesus, you know, as we you know, get past the Christmas season, he is, he is meeting his apostles for the first time. And now he is calling them to follow him. And, you know, the, the Holy Spirit, this seems like a very simple gospel. But this is a most powerful time in history. This is a very powerful moment in history. And as far you know, as we Christians, we Catholics, this is the moment that God is waiting for us. As my good friend Monsignor Bill Brooks once told me, and I've said this before on the show, God is calling us every day. And it is up to us to answer that call, to say yes to God and follow him. And that's what's going on here in the gospel. Simon you know, is, is Andrew's brother. You know, Andrew's already following him. Philip is. And now he meets Andrew's brother, Simon, who will become Peter. And says, Jesus says to them, follow me. And the Holy Spirit is with Peter he is with James and John, the sons of Zebedee. And that was my phone. The Holy Spirit is with these men, or else they would not have dropped their nets, they dropped what you know their their life's profession, and followed Jesus. This was all preordained by God, and this is the most powerful reading. It seems very simple and subtle, but it is not. We need to see the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to see the power of God in this gospel. And these men saying yes to God and following Jesus. This is, there goes my, you know, I knew that was coming. This is the same as it was for Jesus' mother, Mary. Saying yes to the messenger, Gabriel, after he had delivered the message of God to Mary, 
that you will bear a son and he will be named Jesus and he will be the Lamb of God, the Son of God, the Messiah. That's what Mary did. She answered the call to God. She said yes to God. And that's what's happening with the apostles. Jesus is beginning his mission, his mission gathering the apostles, who are fishermen, most of them, and making them fishers of men. So we'll take a break. And when we come back, I have no idea what we're talking about, but it's going to be good. So hang in there, and we'll reflect more on the readings in the gospel on Bexer in the morning, right after these words. We're back. What are we going to talk about? Start the timer, Pollux. We're back. Pollux is like, what are you going to talk about? You haven't done any show prep. I'm like, just don't worry about it. We're going with the Holy Spirit here. What am I going to talk about? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? We have been blessed with... A most amazing occurrence. A little noise there. And Pollux is going, what are you talking about? CC2 is not, and she's here. Yeah, she came in to the studio. I'm going, where have you been? She goes, I know what you're going to talk about. You did have a blessing from, from the, the Lord above. And uh, your light just went on in Pollux's head, you know, his AI head. He remembers now. Yes, this past Sunday and end of Monday. It was a miracle for Keith R. Reese books. And we're talking about our CEO. Yes, as you know, everyone, you know, anybody that listens to this knows that Mr. CEO himself is an author. And he had quite a day on Sunday and Monday. And all thanks to God. Uh, we have found out here at uh, Bexer in the Morning and Keith R. Reese books, you know, that. Uh, we were very wrong about the the difference between selling a book and giving it away. Now, there is such a thing as a promotion. And uh, we found out on New Year's Day with uh, the 2095 series that it uh, it does pay to give your book away for a certain amount of time. Not, not exclusively, but, you know, put it on sale for a day or two. And Amazon does provide that opportunity for each book that is enrolled in Kindle Unlimited. You get up to five days, I think, per calendar year, or it's either five days and that's it. You know, five times and, and you're done. To put your book on sale for free. and Well, you could, you know, could reduce it. Say if it's $2.99, you could reduce it to uh, 99 cents and do a countdown deal or there's the option of making it free and you get those five days per book and we had a lot of success a thousand plus downloads of 2095 itself and then a, a number I don't remember how many sales of the rest of the the four-part series so we did it again with the three-day weekend you know this past weekend was MLK Jr. Uh, the, the, the observance on Monday 
And uh, so we took advantage of that again and put uh, the romance and murder mystery. It's a paranormal romance and murder mystery and historical fiction, time travel, all wrapped into one book. Eight Days on Maui. We decided to put that one up for free for the very first time and used a different promoter. It's called Written Word Media. And uh, they have an even larger list of subscribers and mystery the thriller uh, genre is the biggest <laughs> let me just say you know they'll have a list of say 150,000 for this genre 200,000 for that one but for mystery and thrillers 600,000 on the subscriber list yes that's what they boast on their website and uh, you know you would think that if 600,000 people are literally opening their email that day that you're doing your promotion, you could, you could conceivably sell that many books. Well, give away that many books. And since Eight Days on Maui is part of the MOM charity series, the MOM, the Miracle of Maui charity series, that is the two books that our CEO, Keith Arbys, wrote that are set on the island of West Maui. Eight Days on Maui, and then there's the book, the high school romance called The Lunas, which was written way back in 2012. Well, I take that back. 2013 and 14. And it was not published until 2016. And there is a reason for that that we won't go into here on Baxter in the Morning, but... <laughs> Yes, that's when it was written, 2013-ish, 14-ish, The Lunas. So it's been out for 10 years. Well, it's been written for 10 years. It's been released for about eight, seven, eight years now. But since he coupled those two books together into a two-part series, with all proceeds going to the Miracle of Maui charity, and you know we still haven't tallied the full sales of both books, but for two days, Sunday and Monday, Monday being a holiday, Eight Days on Maui was available for free. And uh, the email from Written Word Media went out on Sunday, and it was a huge success. I mean, I, you know, as I kick Bexer out of the studio, this is author Keith R. Reese. I am overwhelmed by the success of this promotion. And if I told you the numbers, you may not believe me. You know, we had 1,000 downloads with 2095, but we had close to 4,000 with Eight Days on Maui. And I, I am overwhelmed by that number. I, I take that back. It was about 3,400, so just under 3,500 downloads on the free side. And then uh, when it switched to Tuesday, you know, at midnight, when it went back to 99 cents, uh, people were still buying it. You know, people have been checking their email from Sunday. Still this week, you know, some people are on vacation. Some people don't check their email that much. You know, they have a lot of email, you know, especially if they subscribe to these newsletters. You get these newsletters every day. If you're a I can't even say it, subscriber. So some people aren't even seeing the the ad for eight days of Maui until several days later. And of course, when they click on the link, it's not free anymore, but they're still buying it. I don't know how many books I don't, I don't, well, I'm just coming up with all kinds of verbs. 
I don't know how many that have sold total. I am keeping it up, keeping up my uh, numbers on a spreadsheet, but I don't have that spreadsheet pulled up right now. But I think since Tuesday, when it switched back from free to its regular price of 99 cents, it's been purchased maybe another 10, 12 times. And the same thing with the Lunas. And the Lunas, oh my gosh, it sold nearly 80 copies along with this promotion. So many people were buying both books while well, downloading the free one and getting the Lunas for, you know, getting two for one, more or less. So yeah, that was a banner day for the Lunas and such it's, it's in a very tough category, the Lunas. Since it's a young adult novel, the category that it's in is a young adult or teen uh fiction and that's that's a very broad category huge huge and the lunas was chugging away it was trying to get into the top 100 the bestseller list but it didn't quite make it i think it made it as high as uh, between two and three hundred on the the young adult the teen fiction list and you know that's that's a tough nut to crack in that category so the lunas was doing good that day Still making a few sales here and there. Very strong ranking. And uh, I don't think I've sold 75 copies or 80 copies of the Lunas since it came out. Let's be honest here. Eight Days on Maui has cracked the bestseller list many times just from sales. And now, uh, yeah, it did really well on the free side. I think it got as high as number 30 or number 29 on the nationwide list on the free side. So yeah, we've made screenshots of that. <laughs> and we're very blessed, you know, when the time that it was on the free side, there are rankings on the free side as well. And Eight Days on Maui in two different categories, uh, Paranormal Romance and also, mm, what was it, Time Travel? I think it was Time Travel. On both categories, it reached number one. That was how well the promotion was going. So we have never seen a number one ranking in anywhere for any of Keith Ari's books. And uh, we're very humbled and blessed and uh, very thankful for the success. And uh, thanks to all the people that uh, did download it. And people have already started reading the books. Uh, and we're still getting sales of the 2095 series, the all four books. And uh, more ratings and reviews are coming in. Most of them very positive. That's there goes my we're done here most of the, the ratings are very positive five and four stars we're just very grateful for that and we had one for uh i guess it was eight days in maui or, or i forget which, which book it was that someone gave it two stars and said it was just okay <laughs> well you can't please everybody uh, and no explanation. Well, I guess there was an explanation. It said it was just okay. Uh, you know, oh, it was about 2095. And it said, I'm not sure I'll read the second one. You know, and, and, but there wasn't really much explanation as to why it was just okay. But, you know, I got over my anguish on that one and just moved on. I said, oh, well, at least it wasn't one star, <laughs> which it's received a couple of those too. Uh, Eight Days on Maui did get a two-star review in the past week with just a rating. It was not a review. So there was no explanation, and you just kind of scratch your head. I'm like, well, 
maybe they stopped reading it and didn't like the first chapter or something. You do have to read the whole book to get the full breadth of what's going on. <laughs> what is it about? You asked me that. All right, I'll tell you what it's about. You know, eight days on Maui, I've been ridiculed by a fellow Catholic that says, how dare you write something like this and being a Catholic? How dare you write a sinful romance? I'm like, well, did you finish the book? <laughs> Eight Days on Maui is a story about redemption. The, the main character, Nikki, finds her salvation at the end of the story. And of course, Nick, uh, you know, he, he's the one that helps her. So it is a story of redemption about uh, finding oneself, uh, putting your past behind you, uh, coming to terms with your sinful life, and turn. You know, he helps her turn back towards her faith, realizing that she was a mother, uh, realizing that's all that mattered in her life was uh, love and the love of her daughter. Yes, Nick helps Nikki find salvation at the end of the book. And that's, that's the main theme, is, is redemption. And I think my fellow Catholic friend that ridiculed me and questioned me and judged me did not get that part. <laughs> I try to have redemption and uh, you know, a happy ending in, in most of my books. Uh, very few of them in, you know, in a sad note. And I'm not going to be a spoiler for other books. Uh, there is a particular story within Beatific that is a tragedy. I have never written a tragedy before, but now I have. That was the story about Saint Arilda. So, yeah, it, and we were mentioning Beatific. Uh, the next three-day holiday, three-day weekend is coming up in February for President's Day. And we will be putting Beatific on... On uh, on the promotional stand, so to speak, the free the free you know giveaway, and this will be in the historical fiction category, which does not have six hundred thousand subscribers. It has uh, the religious. I think it's two hundred thousand on the subscriber list. So you know, even if we did a hundred or two hundred downloads for Beatific, that would be fantastic. So I'm looking forward to that weekend for Beatific because. In my opinion, as the writer of these books, Beatific is my best work, still to this day. And yeah, I've written several books that have achieved bestseller status. But Beatific, which is only three ratings and reviews, but all of them good, uh, is, is my favorite book. It, it, it is my best work, very inspired by the Holy Spirit. And uh, I'll give some some insider tips to those that are still listening. When I wrote the book of the, the, the collection of short stories that became beatific, I have a holy card, a prayer card of Saint Francis of uh, of Saint Francis de Sales. There you go. I, I forget which Saint Francis sometimes. Saint Francis de Sales is the patron saint of writers. So I would pray his prayer of intercession every day before I would sit down and write beatific and, uh, you know, asking for guidance from the Holy Spirit. And uh, the result is the novel Beatific. 
and I still think it's my best work. Anyway, that, that'll be going up for sale for free, you know, in several weeks in February. We're going to wrap things up. Have a great week, folks. We're back to full strength. Uh, we're selling Girl Scout cookies. It's Girl Scout cookie time again. And uh, we're doing golf practice three days a week now. It's back to business as usual. This has been Bexer in the Morning, the second, I'm sorry, the third Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let me scroll to the top. The third Sunday in Ordinary Time. Have a great week. And God bless all of you. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. For Jet Bexer, I am author Keith R. Reese saying to everyone, good day, folks. Bexer in the Morning is brought to you by our friends at Spotify. Hosted and produced by Keith R. Reese and a product of Reese Podcasting, a division of K.R. Reese Enterprises. Thank you for listening.